A few weeks ago, there was a controversy here in the Chicago area at a local Catholic high school known as Bennett Academy. And I've been wanting to weigh in on this story because anytime there's a story like this, it, it hits kind of close to home for me. For one thing, I spent a lot of time in my youth in private Christian schools, and I really think I derived a lot of benefit from that. But also, this, this academy is very close to where I grew up. I did not actually go to the academy. I went to another Christian school that was nearby. But Bennett Academy, it's known for its solid academics. It's also known for being a fairly devout Catholic school, kind of prestigious. It's affiliated with other institutions that are located pretty much in the same area. There's a former abbey and monastery across the street. They they run a senior living facility out of there now. My grandmother was in there for many years, and the people who would staff the kitchen and take care of other issues on that complex, many of them were students from from Bennett Academy or the nearby college, Benedictine. So I'm quite familiar with the product that they turn out. I'm familiar with their philosophy and how they run their institution. Well, at the beginning of the school year, they had hired a coach, an alumnus who apparently had had some success as a lacrosse coach in, at other institutions. So they, they made an offer to the coach, and she accepted. And in the course of hiring her, they found out that she was married to a woman. Now, keep in mind, this is a fairly traditional Catholic school. And this wasn't consistent with what their values were on this issue, so they rescinded the offer. Now, when they rescinded the offer, this, of course, caused a huge uproar. And all the local papers were writing about this, all the local news stations, the social media was going crazy. The way that I found out about this, I have a lot of friends who went to Bennett Academy, and some of those were people that I ended up becoming friends with at law school. So some of these alumni were, were posting about this, and most of them had a very negative opinion about what the school had done. Bennett had issued a statement about this. They said as follows. I said, Bennett Academy respects the dignity of all human beings to follow their conscience and live lives of their choosing. Likewise, as a Catholic school, we employ individuals whose lives manifest the essential teachings of the church in order to provide the education and faith formation of the young people entrusted to our care. Well, this explanation did very little to dissuade those who were insisting that the school reverse course. The protests continued, the media coverage continued, the negative press continued, and ultimately the school then caved and ended up hiring this coach. Now, as I said before, my interest in this has to do with my experiences at Christian schools. Right off the bat, I I'm always troubled by the fact that there are those who, for some reason, are so worried about what goes on at private institutions. It's one thing if we're talking about child abuse. That's a whole other topic that you could discuss as it relates to the church and other institutions. 
but I'm always amazed how there are those who insist on disrupting these institutions. Why, why are they so worried about who they hire or what their values are, what their teachings are, how they conduct their business? And growing up at Christian schools, I always had a sense that there were those who didn't like what was being taught at our schools, didn't like the way they were run, and if they could have, they would have shut us down completely. In fact, I could provide, I'm not going to do so right now for brevity purposes, but I could provide statements from politicians and other commentators on the media who have very negative opinions about private schooling, about homeschooling. There are people who don't like that there are institutions outside their control. There are children that they can't teach whatever philosophies they think should be taught. So I have quite a bit of sensitivity about this issue. One could ask what this hiring decision has to do with their values and their teachings, though. Why is it an issue to hire the coach? How is that undermining their values? Well, I would suspect that the school wants to hire people who believe what they believe and are going to teach what they teach and are going to set an example that they want to be set. In saying this, I have absolutely no hostility whatsoever to this coach. Seems like a nice person, apparently a very successful person, capable for the job that she was interviewing for. I don't really have a duck in this fight. I'm not a member of the Catholic Church. On the one hand and on the other hand, I, I have nothing against this coach. In defending this school for their hiring decisions, this should not be misinterpreted as any kind of hostility or disrespect to gay Americans, or any, or any other people for that matter. It's so frustrating that I can't have a conversation with people about these topics without hearing all kinds of thoughtless slogans and poorly reasoned emotional arguments. I hear people talk about tolerance and diversity but I get the sense that the people who preach those values the most understand them and apply them the least. I'm all for diversity and tolerance, but tolerance doesn't just mean tolerating liberal people or gay people or people who have non-traditional views about these issues. It also means that we tolerate people who are traditional, Catholics, Evangelical Christians, Baptists, Jews, Muslims. Tolerance is a two-way street. And having an appreciation for diversity means you really have an appreciation for diversity. That includes everybody. That doesn't just include people that you like or people whose values you share. See, to me, this is a very simple issue. This is a private institution. It's a private religious institution that has a certain set of values that it's had for centuries. When it comes to sexuality, they believe that sex is for marriage. And they believe that marriage is for a monogamous union between a man and a woman. They don't like fornication, meaning sex outside of marriage. They don't like adultery. They don't really like divorce all that much. You gotta have a good reason to get a divorce in the Catholic Church. This shouldn't be a surprise to anybody who has any kind of familiarity with these institutions. This coach obviously knew what she was getting into because she was an alumnus of this institution. 
What would we think if the roles were reversed? What if it was devout Catholics who were going to private institutions that had different opinions on these matters? And if those devout Catholics were trying to undermine those institutions, we wouldn't support that. I wouldn't support that. We need to respect these people when they're on their own turf. This is their school. This is their church. They shouldn't be harassed or intimidated for their hiring decisions, or for their teachings, or for the way they conduct business. Now, I'm sure there are those who will say that just because they have a right to organize their church and their school in a certain way, and just because they have the right to teach what they want to teach, doesn't mean that they shouldn't change. In the course of following this controversy, I've seen a lot of people suggest that the church is antiquated and archaic and out of touch with the community, and if they don't change, they're going to lose more members and more students. Well, to me, that's what C.S. Lewis used to call chronological snobbery. Look, there is value in the fact that people think differently about issues. And this is what true tolerance and a true appreciation for diversity is all about. There's nothing wrong with the fact that there are some institutions that are old-fashioned, that take a more traditional approach to many of these issues. But our community derives a benefit from having a lot of such institutions to choose from. There are plenty of academic, religious, and other civic organizations that are not traditional and supportive of people who are in same-sex relationships and marriages or who take other non-traditional approaches to these issues. But society derives nothing by going after and undermining and trying to destroy those institutions that are more traditional. And I don't think that institutions like the Catholic Church would be better off if they capitulated every time those who shout the loudest had some issue with the way they do things. I think Bennett Academy made a huge mistake in reversing course on this. And if they're under the delusion that this is going to satisfy those who want to completely change the church, they have another thing coming. I mean, they have a rude awakening ahead of them. Dan Proft, a radio host on AM560's Chicago's Morning Answer, I was listening to him the other day, and I think he made a really good point about this. He basically predicted that the woke mobs were going to be coming back for more. And it didn't take them long. Now they're demanding all kinds of changes. They don't like the uniforms. They're saying that uniforms are sexist. They're saying that there aren't enough pride flags around the school. They have a whole list of demands. And these demands didn't just stop at Bennett Academy. A few miles down the road at St. Francis Academy in Wheaton... There's, I believe, a non-binary student who was holding a protest about the uniforms because he believed they were too gender-specific. And, of course, the press around here just love that. All kinds of coverage about that protest. So there's no amount of concessions. There's no ransom you can pay that will prevent these people from coming back and continually holding you hostage. At some point, you just have to stick by your guns. And you shouldn't worry about the people that are going to leave. Those who are inclined to leave, they're going to leave anyway. Unless, of course, they just completely change what you're all about. And then who does that benefit? Nobody. 
it's better to maintain a core of people who are dedicated to what your institution's all about as opposed to capitulating every time in an effort to hang on to those who are already on their way out the door. And I say this with no disrespect to those who want to leave. I understand people have different values, or their values change. There's nothing wrong with those people leaving and finding other institutions that better fit their values. But if every institution capitulated all the time, these institutions would completely lose their identity. I read the other day that there's an atheist chaplain now at Harvard. I have nothing against atheists. I have a couple friends who are atheists, wonderful people, really enriched my life. I'm not talking down to these people. But if you're an atheist, why are you a chaplain? That makes no sense to me. And, and this is what happens when these institutions try to be too accommodating and water down their teachings. You end up with goofy situations like this where you've got a religious organization run by somebody who's decidedly not religious. And why would an atheist even want to do something? That makes no sense to me. It's just so goofy. Right? I mean, what if, if you don't believe in God, why are you running an organization that's all about worshiping God? That makes no sense. But these are the strange postmodern times we're living in. This discussion reminds me a little bit of my experiences growing up in church. As I said before, I'm not Catholic. I, I was Catholic till I was about six years old. My family was Catholic. And then we started going to Baptist churches that had some of the same values about these issues that the Catholic Church did. But one thing that was really different about these Baptist churches, at least the ones that we went to, they were very opposed to alcohol consumption. And this was something that was part of their culture, part of their teachings for decades, going back to the early 1900s, I believe. Some of this had to do with the temperance movement and some of, their, some of the icons they looked up to, people like Billy Sunday, were notable teetotalers and in support of prohibition and everything else. So they had a, at this church, they had a really big problem with alcohol consumption. Now, I don't say that in any kind of disrespectful way, and I'm not being overly critical of their teachings about this. I know for people who were recovering addicts, this was a really good environment. All the activities were dry. There was no alcohol at the weddings. So if you were trying to overcome something like an alcohol addiction, this was a great place to socialize people without having any pressure to drink. And they took this so seriously that membership was contingent upon you taking a covenant that you would abstain from consuming alcoholic beverages. Well, as I grew up, of course, my values started to change. And right around the time I was in college, I started to not really agree with this. And I, I had some other doctrinal issues that I just wasn't sharing anymore with the church. So about this is about 20 years ago now, I had a situation where I kind of had to decide, am I going to keep going to this church? Or, I mean, I felt bad about the fact that I had made a covenant that I wasn't really interested or willing to follow anymore because I, I don't have a problem with alcohol. I enjoy having drinks every now and then. This wasn't an issue for me. Well, eventually I had to make a decision, and I ultimately decided to leave the church. 
I left the church on good terms. I'm still friends with a lot of those people over there and still see them occasionally and we're, we're all on good terms with each other. But what I didn't do was I didn't whine, I didn't protest. I didn't expect that this institution that had these teachings in place long before I was even born, that they somehow had a change just to accommodate me and my values. And by the way, if I had whined and they had decided to accommodate me, I wouldn't have respected them, and they probably wouldn't have kept me from leaving anyway. I mean, at that point, I was on my way out for other issues as well. So that's the better way to handle these things. People just need to have respect for each other's space. There's no benefit in trying to undermine Catholic schools or churches. The people out there who were shouting and protesting and saying all kinds of terrible things about this school, you're the ones who are being intolerant. You're the ones who aren't having respect for diversity. And you need to leave these institutions alone. As for Bennett Academy, they should have stuck by their guns. They did themselves no favors by capitulating on this, unless, of course, this was done after sincere and sober reflection, or if they had had a sincere change of opinion on this issue, but we know that that's not why. They changed course, they capitulated. They gave in to the angry mob, and now the angry mob's coming back for more. The lesson here is that people should boldly and confidently contend for their values, all the while respecting the rights, values, and space of others. And if that's how we would conduct ourselves, our communities would be much healthier and happier places.